Do you know when you're traveling and you don't want to drink too much water because you don't want to be pissing all the time? No, I just drink water anyway and then make people pull over so I can pee. <laughs> you're hilarious. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't understand that, Tris. <laughs> no. Anyway, this is all very boring stuff that I'm talking about. I've got my tea. Okay. Warning. Me time and murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing we go. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh, God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Trez, what are you drinking today? Today, I'm drinking a Pucka Blackcurrant Beauty. Deliciously deep purple organic fruits to help you glow inside and out. And that actually fits in with the face mask that I'm using. So, not that I'm always going to have my face mask and my tea in tandem. Or not in tandem. I don't know what I'm saying. You can cut that out. (laughs) In tandem? This is the one... Not in ta- obviously I'm having them in tandem doing them both at the same time in um, synchronising no what would be the word that's so strange that you would it's say the theme the theme is glow that you would say that you've got blackberry tea this is like last time we were recording I'm also drinking blackberry tea stop it <laughs> I'm drinking the new blackberry and elderflower tea from M&S oh that sounds really nice yeah, I really is. like elderflower it's very strong, so I feel like I could. It should be like a, like a watery iced tea, but I'm just drinking a hot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. would be nicer cold. What about your pampering? Um, I am putting. What is your matching? You've got blackberry face mask on. Okay, so it's matching in the fact that it's also supposed to give you a glow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the L'Oreal Pure Clay Glow Mask. It's mm-hmm. like the kind of terracotta color one. It says brightens and exfoliates three pure clays plus red algae. Mine is Sephora Collection Grapefruit <gasps> oh, Peeling Mask for brightening. Oh, nice. So I'm also getting a little bit of a glow. Today we are finally getting to the Sex Pistols Sid Vicious <gasps> Murder Suicide. Stop. Yes, we are not. We're finally there. Okay. Oh my <laughs> wow, you finished it. Like, I have absolutely zero idea who is the victim and when this happened. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm, I take it it's after they're sort of, um, they had a period of time where they are very successful. I take it it's after all of after that. After their fame? Yeah. Mm, well. I'm assuming. I just don't know anything about uh-huh. it. I know, like, I didn't know about any of this. Like, you said that Dan was like, everybody knows that. I did not know the mm-hmm. Sid Vicious. I did not know that. No. Mm-mm. I tried to cut it down as much as I could. It's a very interesting story. There's a lot of like history and background and fame and mm-hmm. money and drugs and uh, and uh, what was going to say and conspiracies and stuff like this. Yes. So I've cut it down as much as I can, but it looks like this is going to be a two-parter. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. What do you know about Sid Vicious? Probably what I think I know was probably wrong. <laughs> okay. You go for it. I don't know. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Just giving you a chance to flap your gums. Is it flap your gums or flap your lips? I've actually heard of neither of those. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're both quite disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) 
pretty sure flap your gums is an expression. It's really gross. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. Sid Vicious was a member of the Sex Pistols. He was the bassist and vocalist. You know the Sex Pistols. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sid Vicious, his real name is Simon John Ritchie. So how did he come up with the name Sid Vicious then? Well, he didn't actually come up with the name Sid Vicious. It's quite... Is it a cute story? So Johnny Rotten, who is the lead singer of the Sex Pistols, he nicknamed Ritchie Sid Vicious after... Johnny Rotten's pet hamster, Sid, bit Richie. And Richie then said, Sid is really vicious. <laughs> and that's how he got the name Sid He's vicious. named after a hamster. He's named after a hamster. With so much less cool. Rock and roll. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's quite bizarre. It's a good name, though. It is a good name, uh-huh. Sid Vicious. Mm-hmm. It's a good stage name. The Sex Pistols were a British punk band popular in the late 70s. They have a couple of famous songs, most notably God Save the Queen mm-hmm. and Holidays in the Sun. Mm-hmm. They were more influential for their look and attitude, however. Punky, very rebellious. They really resembled the scene. Mm-hmm. They went for it. Yeah, they had the hair, the torn clothes, like they were like all skinny and gaunt and pale. <laughs> anarchy chains around their neck you know shit like that the um what's it called the doc martin boots and stuff yeah Mm -hmm. leather jackets how successful do you think the sex pistols were Mm, like i couldn't tell you whether they made it over to america Mm. um but i'd say they were fairly successful or whether it's just we that we look back now and recognize them i don't know whether at the time they were they became very successful or I mean, to find success, like, did they make a lot of money? Or I know a lot of people got ripped off back in the day. <laughs> I don't know, actually, what happened if they did get ripped off or not. Yeah, I know a lot of people did. They actually only released one studio album. Oh, is that right? One. Oh. Mm-hmm. Called Nevermind the Bollocks. Oh, that's their only one? That's it, yeah. I just thought I just knew about that one because it was, you know, yeah. the best one or the most popular. Like, that yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh, well, I know that one. Yeah. And said, no, well, that's it. Oh. Yeah. So the album sold very well, even though a lot of retailers at the time, like, refused to sell it because it was, like, so alternative. And <laughs> and a lot of, the of like, authorities and venues would ban their performances because they were so scared of, like, vandalism and violence from the punk scene. Okay. But if you ask me all that, just sort of adds to their fame. Totally. Teenagers want to rebel. Mm-hmm. The most rebellious band isn't even allowed to perform. Oh, yeah. That's just adds yeah, to so. it. The story begins in February 1977. Vicious was only 19 years old when he was asked to join the Sex Pistols after the bassist player had left. Mm-hmm. Vicious was an avid fan and was present at every single gig. Oh. He was, like, loyal. Huh. And they are like, you... Now you like us, we like you. So according to the to the Sex Pistols manager, Vicious embodied punk attitude look. He was rake thin, spiky dark hair and high cheekbones. Sid was really into fashion. He would shop in London in a little known clothing store called Sex by an up and coming designer called Vivian Westwood. No way. Not crazy? Mm-hmm. Sid did have the punk attitude. 
He threatened and assaulted professional journalists who were reporting on their band. One night, when Vicious was drunk, he hurled his glass at a stage, attempting to strike a guy he didn't like. But the glass missed, shattered on a pillar, and blinded a girl in the audience. Dear God. Mm -hmm. So he threw the glass while he was performing on stage? No, so a band was playing on the stage and he was in the audience. And he didn't like the dude who was in the band. What? So he was like drunk and he threw a glass. He tried to throw a glass at him, but it hit the pillar instead. Ah, oh, and blinded a girl. Did he not do time for blinding a girl? I apologize. It was in one eye. Still, I feel like you should do some kind of time for blinding someone. I'm not too sure what came of that. Jeez Louise. Was he famous at the time? I think this is sort of like up and coming. Okay. But, like, would you want that dude in your band? That's just know, fucking right? crazy. Vicious was also known to love playing with knives. Oh, great. Playfully poking people with the tip. Stop. <laughs> oh. That's not creepy. I don't know anybody like that. What a weirdo. Do you know anybody who has a knife <sighs> and pokes you with it playfully? No, but I do know back in the day there was people who kind of were into knives and they thought it was kind of cool and stuff. But I never heard of people poking people. It's so weird. Yeah. His friends, and especially his girlfriend, did not think it was funny. And they would tell him all the time to, like, quit it. And the, the tip was sharp and painful. Oh, my God. But he just did it anyway. Yeah. He thought it was, he was, like, some lad with, like, taunting and playing with people with this, like, knife. And people were like, that's not funny. No. So he's such a great band member at this point, you know. Pricking people with knives and smashing glasses. He sounds so annoying. Yeah. And he actually didn't add anything to the band. He did not know how to play guitar or bass guitar. What? I thought he was a bassist. Yeah. What? Vicious had no guitar or bass guitar experience. In fact, it was the guitarist who played the bass on the band's album. Stop. Yeah. What? He didn't play in the recorded, never mind the bollocks. Uh, you can hear Vicious partially playing bollocks. on one song called Bodies. Okay. During live performances, his amp was turned right down. Okay. So he would be up there just slapping bass Stop. with no not plugged in. Yeah. Stop it. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I know. But what if a bassist was in the crowd looking up? Would they not have said, dude, he's playing all the wrong notes? I think he probably knew where his hand should be. Yeah, but people can tell by your fingers as well of the position on the strings. Like I don't know. He seemed to have got away with it. Oh my god, I did not know this. I know you think that like these performers, like they are talented and they practice, but it was all just really for his looks, wasn't it? Right. If you look at pictures of Sid Vicious, he could have been a model. He is very, he's like very tall, yeah. very thin, and he's got a very like pretty model face. He's very symmetrical face, very high cheekbones, like very thick dark hair. Yeah. And he just, he just like, and if you imagine back then when everybody is dressed as a punk, he mm-hmm. would have been like a hot punk, mm-hmm. you know? So another reason why he was not on this album was because he had to be admitted into hospital for hepatitis. Oh. 
likely contracted from intravenous drug use. Uh-oh. Sid's first ever drug supplier was his drug addict mother. Oh, that's so sad. Although it is thought that it was his American girlfriend at the time, 18-year-old Nancy Spoonjin, who introduced Vicious to heroin. Oh, dear. At 18? Yeah. So he's 19. She's 18. Uh-huh. He's 19. They're on heroin. Oh, what is going on? Yeah. Jeez. The girlfriend who introduced him to heroin, she was a bit of a wild child too. Nancy Spurgeon was a middle-class American from Philadelphia. She be- So she like basically spent her whole life on drugs. She was like a really fussy child. Mm-hmm. And her mother gave her sedatives when she was only three months old. Stop. Three months old, giving a child sedatives child to abuse. calm them down. Yeah. yeah, it is child abuse. Oh my God. Nancy was always violent and threatening. When Nancy was 11, she attacked her mother with a hammer. Okay. She smashed the rooms into pieces and would scream at everybody that I want to die. Oh, no. She was violent towards her sister and threatened to kill her babysitter. Okay. Nancy attempted to beat up her psychiatrist (laughs) who diagnosed her as schizophrenic. That one was funny. Attempted to beat up the psychiatrist. Diagnosed her as schizophrenic, you said? Okay. I was, I was yeah. just about to ask you yeah. what was actually, yeah, what was going on with her. Yeah. yeah. So apparently one of the, of her doctors accused her of being like dramatic and looking for attention. Okay. And you so shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. But it doesn't mean well, that you should know. get murdered as well or beat up or whatever. Well, we say these things though about certain people in our lives that mm-hmm. we do things to look for attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was just a child. She first tried drugs at age 13. Oh, God. Two years later, she was a heroin addict. Oh, a 15. 15-year-old heroin addict. Imagine yourself a 15. Think back to yourself with your frizzy hair. I'm not saying you. Oh. We all have it. <laughs> you, you and your me frizzy hair. <laughs> me and my frizzy hair? Just think about it. Just think about that. 15. You always think about my frizzy hair? <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure you had found straighteners by the time you were 15. But you know what I'm saying? We were so young yeah. and like, yeah, that's messed up. At 15? Where were we? Um, okay, drug addict at 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. By the time she was 17, she was living on the streets working as a stripper. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Occasionally, how do you what? strip on the streets? She obviously had to go inside was, a premises to strip. No, she was sleeping on the streets. Yeah, and working in strip places. Do they have yes. strip places in the UK? Love how I'm calling them strip places. Strip places. She's in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. This is all in America. Okay, sorry. Yeah, and she worked in the strip places, and she would sometimes supplement her her addiction with sex work oh i don't know how but she eventually found her way to london and she burst into the punk scene she dyed her dark curly hair platinum blonde and wore black torn t-shirts and leather pants nice same this is when i love winter like Mm -hmm. when i can dress and part of the sons of anarchy or something (laughs) i just love that i love that look yeah i can't wear it in hong kong it's too hot Aww. She eventually became known as Nauseating Nancy. 
Nice. A nickname that she actually seemed to love. Stop. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing her as one of these very loud mouth opinionated Americans. I, I'm getting that vibe. I'm, I mean, she, mm-hmm. I'm, she's not a wallflower by any means. So, yeah. No. Oh, she's had a rough time though. Yeah. Also, she's on drugs. Yeah. She was universally disliked by everyone who met her. Oh, no. Uh, uh, yeah. And she somehow managed to insult the anarchist punks in London. Hmm. None of them could stand her. They thought that she was a dick. Like she was rude asshole. Okay. Everyone could see through her toxic lying bullshit. Everyone except for Sid. Okay. Sid and Nancy's drug-fueled relationship soon devolved into domestic violence and chaos. Uh Uh-oh. Did she bring her hammer with her? (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering where is this going? Who's going to kill who? Did she bring her a hammer? January 1978, so it's about a year later that Sid, Sid has been in the band for about a year. Sorry, say that again, say that again. It's January okay. 1978. Sid has been in the band for about a year and they've been gigging around London and the UK. You know, they're like quite well known. They finally take a trip to America. Ooh. And what happens with like so many bands from the UK when they go to America, for some reason, they end up splitting up right, like, oh, yeah. like, it just right goes away. Oh, yeah, to pieces. They just what can't the hell is that it. all about? I don't know. Why is it the stress of the travel? Or is it that, oh, we've made it in America where the big, you know, big deal now and it goes to their mm-hmm. heads a little bit? Well, not everyone's head, but there's usually one person that thinks they're God's gift, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. However, the band was such a shit show that when they went on tour in the USA, they broke up after a week and a half. Only a week and a half. A week and a half, Uh they broke up. Due to multiple show cancellation and, you know, deterioration, fighting, bickering within the band. Mm -hmm. The whole band were on drugs, however, not to the extent of Sid. Okay. Vicious's heroin addict addiction. Addict addiction? (laughs) (laughs) Sid's heroin addiction and behaviour was worsening. He began insulting their fans and the audience. While in San Antonio, an audience member shouted at Vicious, calling him, right, I'm quoting somebody, Uh a fucker. So Vicious struck the guy in the head with his bass. Ooh, that probably hurt. Yeah. Kind of maybe deserved it a little bit though. (laughs) A little bit. A you little could crack bit. a skull with those pieces are heavy. Yeah, it could have done some damage. Yeah, it could have what cracked a skull. What was that guy thinking, saying that? Why are you at the concert if you don't like them? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why? <laughs> what is that? At another performance, while on while in heroin withdrawal, Sid carved the words, give me a fix, into his bare chest with a razor blade. Stop it. Yeah. And went on stage like that. Yeah. Ew. I wonder, did yeah. that scar? I probably did. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there was actually some fucking snot rockets. Is that one of their songs? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the aircon dries out my nose so much. Oh, it must be horrible. After the failed US tour... Sid and Nancy thought it would be a good idea to launch Sid a solo career. Hmm. 
And Nancy was to be the manager. Oh my god. Remember, they're 19 and 20 at this time. Yeah. I believe. Or no, I think they're 20 and 21 at this time. Okay. Yeah. The few performances he did during this time were described as hellish. Vicious continued to insult his audience and obviously performed badly because he wasn't a musician. Yeah. And from what I can tell, he can't really sing either. He was just famous for being Mm -hmm. like a mess, essentially. Mm -hmm. He's just famous for being a punk. Mm Mm-hmm. Sid made over 10,000 USD for these performances. He was famous. People loved him and they just wanted to see him in person. Mm-hmm. You know, they just were, they would pay to say they seen him, mm-hmm. you know? And they were probably all mostly kids as well. Yeah. So 10,000 USD is today 40,000 USD pounds. That's 30,000 pounds. Okay. That's like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He also received a large chunk of money from radio royalties as he had released a recent cover of Frank Sinatra's My Way. Oh. Yeah. Just trying to think, have I heard that? No. Well, I've heard Frank Sinatra's version. Yeah, but his version. After making bank, the couple booked into the Chelsea Hotel in New York City, which was at the time known to be... Oh, God, Jaren just snuck out of the room and scared the shit out of me. Creep. Oh. Uh, which was known... To be full of drug, of drugged up artists at the time. Okay. Sid and Nancy would spend their days scoring heroin and morphine on the streets of New York. Oh. The couple tried to kick their habits by signing up at a method at a local methadone clinic, but unfortunately, he and Nancy started taking methadone in addition to their <laughs> drugs and heroin. I should not <laughs> laugh. Uh, I should not I laugh. Know that it's just so oh gosh that's so sad and they're only like they're only 20 and 21 could you imagine get it together guys you need Mm. to go home when sid would go to pick up the methadone is it methadone or methadone i think it's methadone okay i think that's what i've heard anyway when sid would go up to pick up the methadone the other addicts and methadone patients would beat him up taking his drugs and money because, you know, he was just this pathetic skinny punk. Mm. And you're dealing with, like, you know, criminals mm-hmm. and people who actually live on the streets. Yeah. You know, they're going to... You're living in a hotel with money. Yeah. yeah. He's going to blow through that money pretty soon, though. Like, drugs are expensive, yo. Is he? Oh. 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 Meanwhile, in the hotel, the couple's domestic violence and self-mutilation increased. Oh, no. As did Sid's love with knives. No! Get your hammer, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have it under the pillow. Oh my god, she does. She needs her hammer. Such a bad couple. Sid felt that he needed to get a bigger, scarier knife to protect himself from these methadone addicts who were targeting him. Or just stop going. I know, right? It's like... He's not going to... Like to try and kick the habit, going just to get it for extra lols. Yeah. So to help Sid protect himself, on October eleventh, nineteen seventy-eight, Nancy gifted him a five-inch folding hunting knife. Stop. With a jaguar carved into the handle. Tacky. (laughs) It is though. The next day, she was dead. Stop it. The day after she bought him the knife. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god. She was dead. Did she die mm-hmm. from the knife she bought him? That's some twisted stuff, yo. Oh. Are you leaving me hanging? A- is this where it ends? No, this is not where it ends. Okay. At 11 a.m. on October 12th, the next day, 1978, the Chelsea Hotel received a call from outside the hotel. A man who wouldn't leave his name said, there is trouble in room 100. So a bellboy went to check it out. Trouble, dear God. Sid was in the hallway crying, agitated and muttering. He was obviously high. Oh my God. The bellboy found a 20-year-old Nancy in the bathroom under the sink. Wearing only her underwear, she was covered in blood and had been stabbed in her lower abdomen. There she had bled to death. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes me wonder, would she have survived that if it was just the one stab? I know like one stab can be fatal if it hits the right, you know, uh-huh. organs. But, you know, do you know what I mean? Letting her bleed out, like, oh, that's horrible. Did he alert them in time, I wonder? Well, also, like, I think if she's on enough drugs, I'm pretty sure those can make your blood very thin Mm. and you'll bleed out faster. Maybe. Oh, that's so sad. Sid had managed to call 911. When the police checked the room, they seen the bed was soaked in blood. They found drugs and drugs paraphernalia as well as a blood-stained folding hunting knife Ugh. with a five-inch blade and a Jaguar handle. I can't believe she bought that for him. Isn't that just a sick twist of fate? Oh, so twisted, yeah. Police calmed Sid down and arrested him under suspicion of murder. But without being formally charged for murder, Sid made bail. Oh. So he was allowed out the next day, or the next few days. Over the next few days, Sid gave differing accounts of what had happened that night. Mm. At first saying that he stabbed her, but he didn't mean to kill her. (laughs) Then saying he accidentally stabbed her. Then saying that he didn't remember what had happened. Okay. Then saying that during an argument she fell on the knife. (laughs) I love when people say that. (laughs) It always happens. The worst. Yeah, they always say they fell. Then saying that she had rolled onto the knife while she was sleeping. Okay. That's about, how many? That was about six different versions there. One, two, three, four, five, yeah. Five, like that's... Five versions. This is six. Sid Vicious and his lawyers also stated to the press that a third party could not be ruled out (sighs) and that they had hired a private investigator. This sent the media wild. It's total bull, though. And that is the end of part one. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh my god, I can't wait till the next one. I hope it's soon. <laughs> okay. We will catch up on the next one then, guys. Slanawalia. Bye! Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page. <laughs>